1: Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their
0: world. Males are born, men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A
1: man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode.
0: Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Guys, we honor you for getting it done in the stress bubble of life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, where our goal in every episode is to call you into the arena of manhood, to call you out of the faceless, nameless, male-dominated bleachers, and to call you up to being the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey, I'm Jim Ramos, and as you heard, I'm here with the backbone of the Man Card Podcast, our producer and friend. Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Doing great. Hey, what do you got for a man law today?
1: Okay. Everything you do, you do it with excellence. You you put your heart into it when you're doing stuff, Um, especially like projects or or whatever. Um, If you're uh, doing something for someone else, bringing forth your best. Um, Someone hires you for something. This is one of the things I try to teach my kids. If you are the water server at a restaurant and that's your first job, you are the best yeah.
0: water server out there. So I think that we've done this one before. Have we? I, no, it, so, it sounds really familiar. How would you decide, define excellence? Let's go that route. Your attitude in which you do something is like this uh,
1: matters and you care what the final result is in it. Um, that So I'm a photographer, and do I want – whatever I take the pictures of, would I want that on your wall and would I want people to know that I took it? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, is it good enough for me to sign my name on it and say, Dale took that photograph? Or is it like, oh, man, I hope they never put that on their wall because that's embarrassing. That's a representation of you and your work.
0: Well, and I think also is that we tend to coast when we get to a certain level. And so I heard a guy define excellence one time as getting better every time, trying to get better. And so I think there's an improvement. There's a, uh, um, a component where you're not fully satisfied with the result. You're constantly trying to improve it, tweak it, make it a little better.
1: Well, and that's your you and your DNA a hundred um, percent, because you're constantly like, hey, we got to do this better. And you challenge me to do that. And you know, I think I got something mastered. And you're like, all right, we got to reinvent this. I'm going. I just figured out how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's
0: funny. We tend to in life. Uh, coast we get to a certain point, and we coast, so i 'm in my fifties right now, which is typically the biggest money earning decade of a life, and then our sixties we see a, a slowdown, and then our seventies we see basically retirement and then coast into oblivion and anonymity and death mm-hmm. and really that 's not how God has wired us he's wired us to continue to grow and to serve and to live all the way until we see him face to face and so for me, I think, man, the retired guy should be the biggest service servant in the whole church. And, and not the laziest, most anonymous guy. So, hey, that's really good, man. So I want to talk about uh, something for the meat of our podcast. I want to talk about the glue that bonds a marriage together. And if you're a regular listener to the Man Card Podcast, you probably already know what that that is. But if you aren't, you're going to probably throw out the typical Sunday school answer that we hear all the time. And that that will be love. Love. All you need is Love. Wah, 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 wah. You know, and that's like the church answer is all you need is love. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, if that is the case, then Christian marriages should be far and away uh, the best marriages out there. And, and in reality, it isn't. Half of the, the the divorce rates in the church are the same as outside of the church. So either we have misdefined love, or we have we are not, or or Christianity doesn't work. And so what I would say is we throw love around with full knowledge of what—if we if we throw the word love around with full knowledge of what love really is and does, we'd be in a way better boat as a Christian marriage. The agape love, this sacrificial servant love of God, that kind of love will make a marriage thrive and last and grow. I agree. The problem is we don't get to that level. We live in phileo love or we live in eros love. We live in a very selfish love. And so so for me, I think love is the answer. But I'm going to use a different word for the glue that holds a marriage together. Do you know what that word is, Dale?
1: The glue that holds marriage together.
0: The glue that bonds oh. a marriage. chicka chicka wah, wah That's right. It is sex. <laughs> <laughs> so sex is really, you know, it's really funny. When I counsel couples, and I'm not a licensed counselor. This is going off of experience. I <laughs> notice that the sec, their sex life, when we talk about sex... It really determines how healthy that marriage is in the midst of all of their problems, in the midst of their turmoil, in the midst of trying to figure out how to speak each other's language and how to love better. And so I really do think that love is a huge factor in sex. I mean, I wish somebody would come out and write a book about the, the set, that sex in, in marriage and how important it is and how bonding it is, not only bonding spiritually— but sex bonds us in marriage to our wife uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, and so I want to talk about several things about sex. And I'm not an expert on sex. I've just been married to the same woman for 26 years and have had sex with only her. And so I'm going in those 26 years. And so I want to talk about a couple things. When I talk about the glue that bonds a marriage, I'm talking about monogamous sex. So I'm talking about faithful sex. I'm talking about fidelity. I'm talking about a man and a woman growing and learning each other's bodies through the course of a lifetime. I cannot remember the magazine. I think it was Time magazine. It might have been Newsweek several years ago, came out with a survey about sex, and they found that the the couples that had the best sex were Christian monogamous couples. Because they had, they were faithful. They are monogamous. They put Christ at the center. They had sacrifice involved in the sex. And not, they weren't sacrificing animals during sex. They were, they were actually the, <laughs> being sacrificial about their lovemaking when they maybe didn't want to. They did if the other partner wanted to. And so, monogamous sex. I have uh, been with one woman all my life, and I'm tell you what, I would not want anything else with my sex life than than my time in my life with Shanna. So, I think monogamy is the best way to go. It's God's plan. Yeah, and it, it is the number one thing that we need to really think of when we're in a marriage covenant. And then the second thing about sex I want to tell you is this. Sex doesn't always mean intercourse. So it can mean a lot of other things through the course of a marriage. So I'm not going to, I'll let you fill in the blanks there. But when I'm talking about sex, you know, I'm not talking necessarily all the time about intercourse. So you can figure that out. I think it's satisfying your partner's needs even when you can't or even when you don't want to and just finding ways to make that happen. The next thing is sex needs to be regular sex. So I'm going to quiz you, Dale. So you've been married how long?
1: (sighs) 22
0: years. So you've been married 22 years. I've been married 26 years. How regular do you think sex should be in a marriage? How regular? when, when, When you think of a healthy sexual relationship. At least once a week, I think. So my answer was four times a month. So there's one week where she can't physically have intercourse because she's yeah. in her cycle. Yeah. But you, but I would think four times a month minimum, right, for healthy, regular sex. So if you start getting into these fringes of twice a month, once a month, I know a guy who didn't have sex with his wife for 15 months. I know a guy that didn't have sex with his wife for years years and so these are these get into very unhealthy relationships and we have to determine why is it that your wife will not envelop will not make love to you why is it or why won't you i had a situation recently where the 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 man would not make love to her and she really wanted to what what and i said is she attractive to you oh gosh she's beautiful do you like sex yeah can you can everything are all your parts working yeah what's your problem I don't know. I go, dude. Just lay there, (laughs) just lay there and let her, you know, do her thing. I mean, do something. But guys, this has to be regular stuff for marriage to be held. Am I being radical here, or do you agree with that?
1: No, that's. I mean, I know
0: this is an awkward conversation, but we have to really talk about this because our guys may be out there going, "Man, what's normal?" You know, you know, maybe they got married thing every day, you know, once a king, always a king, but once a night is enough. (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe they, but who knows? We're just trying to give them a, a measuring. Measure a measuring tool, a point of reference, so to speak. Second thing about, or the next thing about sex, I want to tell you is this: sex needs to be consensual. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer, but I mean, it needs to be something that you are not forcing upon her; she is not forcing upon you. It needs to be consensual with this person that you love, the most important person in your life, your your wife. And then it needs to be intimate. Is the next word intimate? So, what does that mean? Now, I acknowledge Dale that sometimes. In in our my history of marriage, sex is not intimate. Sometimes it's just Shanna saying, "Hey, buddy, you know, take care of business." Don Minter talked about his wife saying to him, "Hey, do whatever you want, just don't wake me up." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I realize that, but I mean, when at all possible, at any at, at all if at all possible, make sex intimate. Now, here's what I mean: I have a friend of mine who's a Christian man. Him and his wife will actually pray during lovemaking, praying during lovemaking. I think saying "I love you" to your spouse regularly during lovemaking. I mean, this is the this is a person that you love. This is an intimate thing. This is a a spiritual uh, uh, this is a spiritual moment where you and your wife come together under God. God has said in His Word, "Let the marriage bed be pure." And I think it's totally appropriate. I tell my wife all my all the time, "I love you." You know, I just, oh, you're beautiful. Say intimate things when you're making love. I think this is really really cool. Sacrificial is the next word I want to tell you. Do not deprive lovemaking from each other. The Bible commands it. 1 Corinthians 7, five says, do not deprive each other except by mutual consent. And sometimes that means you may be tired coming home after work, and she wants to make love, or she's tired, she's had the kids all the day, but it should be sometimes making love is sacrificial. And I'm really fortunate. I'm with a woman who has really, really sacrificed that all through the child rearing years. I mean, she's been wonderful. I'm really, really blessed. But it really needs to be sacrificial. I mean, rarely in our marriage has it been her begging me. (laughs) So I just thank God for my wife. And the next one is, the last word I want to share is experimental. Man, have fun. There's a book out there called Sheet Music. I think uh, Kevin Lehman wrote it. And I just say, have fun. Experiment. Try new things. If it's consensual, uh, roll around. Have a great time with each other. I mean, you're with this person for your whole life, man. So sex should be fun. It should be something that you enjoy. It should be something that you guys experiment on each other's bodies. And so uh, I just want to encourage you all these things, guys, because really, sex really is a bond, that a glue that really forms a marriage. And I I think love is the ultimate bond, of course. And uh, some of you out there who are more spiritual say, Jesus, well, I agree with that. And I, I agree 100%. I'm a Christian man. But I'm just saying, as I work this down, I break it into moving components. I think in marriage, sex is a huge measuring tool about the health of the marriage. So guys, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you and it hasn't got too awkward. Anyway, hey, guys, uh, we want to encourage you to enlist in our army as we build an army of men. Go download the free The Great Hunt for God app. We have all sorts of stuff. It unlocks the world of The Great Hunt for God for you. It's a, it's super easy to use. Man, I think it's the best app out there. Subscribe to the Man Card Podcast if you haven't done so already. And lastly, join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men with literally thousands of men from around the world who will encourage and answer any questions that you have regarding the topic of manhood so join us guys in building an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves and changing their world because we believe when a man gets it everyone wins until next time feel the wet sound on the arena floor hear the deafening roar of the crowd taste the sweetness of victory smell the stench of battle get in the game get dirty grind it out and be a man this is dale culver
1: and you've been listening to the man card podcast has your man card been challenged today if you be the best version of you then join the thousands of men around the country on our closed facebook forum called the men in the arena this is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood also make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the man card weekend with the men in the arena let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today and don't forget to purchase a copy of jim's new book The Man Card, five characteristics separating men from boys. This is the best book out there that defines what a man is and does. In it, Jim combines his master storytelling abilities with his no-holds-barred style, distinguishing between men and boys. If you want to keep your man card, then pick up a copy of this life-changing book today. Simply go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to this episode, The Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man.